Happy Thursday. Oh my gosh. You know I'm starting to get comfortable with this podcast and really enjoy it when I look forward to sitting down and making these episodes. I'm someone who just doesn't shut up and I like to talk a lot. So I think I really am starting to enjoy this. I used to get really nervous and weird before recording an episode. Oh my gosh. This is how you know I'm comfortable. I'm straight up yawning right now. That's how at home and cozy I feel. But welcome to Wellness for the Hot Mess. Happy Thursday. It is Kristen here. I am oh so excited to dive deep in today's episode. It's one of my favorite topics. But before we get into it, I just wanted to give you all a little quick update on my life. It is currently beautiful and sunny in Chicago, and it will be all week. It's like 45 degrees outside right now. I had a lot of people reply to my story this morning. I put a screenshot up of the weather saying like, oh, we got a heat wave. I had so many people reply, oh, I'm not jealous of that. It's 70 and sunny where I am. Like, cool. Rubbing my face a little more. But this weather is absolutely stunning. Last week's episode, it was what? What did I say? It was 12 degrees, like a high of 12 and a low of negative seven. So 40 and sunny for the next two weeks, it looks like, is a blessing. You can just tell there's like a shift in the air. People are outside, people are happy, not everyone's bundled up in their parkas, which in any other state they would be in 40 degrees, but when you live in Chicago, the moment the temperature rises above 35, you break out the sweatshirts, sometimes you break out the shorts, you lay out, you go tanning, all the things. The only negative to what's going on right now is there has been so much snow on the ground because I think it snowed every single day in February up until now. As it melts, the sidewalks are disgusting. The parks are disgusting. I have seen so much shit dog poop everywhere. I mean, it could very well be human poop, but there is shit all over the sidewalks because, you know, when it snows out, I guess people just don't think it's normal to be a human and pick up their dog shit because, oh, it can just sit in the snow and it'll get buried in the snow and it'll just disappear. That's not what happens because my sidewalk out front is disgusting. But anyway, I am very grateful for this weather. It's so beautiful here. It just gives good vibes that spring is coming. And, you know, hopefully with spring comes a breath of fresh air with COVID. And now that people are starting to get vaccinated, and I know getting vaccinated is not a green card. So keep wearing your mask, keep social distancing. But it feels like there's a little spring in everybody's step here and like some good things are coming, which we love to hear. But you know what's funny? I was talking to a friend about this um, last week is that once the world does start to open up a little bit more and go back to, you know, quote unquote normal this summer, I think it's going to start to feel that way. I think people are going to be weirded out with this switch up. They're going to want to be home and in sweatpants and working from home once offices start to open again. I think people are going to go through another really weird phase of like grieving that past life. I talked a little bit about this in my episode on grieving, but I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I, um, for one, will still be wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts everywhere I go because that just seems to be the style I have held on to very tightly during this quarantine period, and I'm not mad at it. So that's good news. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to be some some good things coming and the weather just changes everything, especially when you live in the Midwest. But I try not to get my hopes up because this usually happens where there'll be like a gorgeous few weeks and then it's May and it's snowing. So 
we're just going to ride this wave until the weather knocks us off again. But anyway, if you listened to last week's episode, you would know by now that I am a brand new 26-year-old. That's unfortunate. I think this is the time I'm supposed to become an adult, right? Like 26 is the number. I'm officially in my late 20s. Gag, literally gag. That's so terrifying. I've only had two panic attacks since I turned 26, which I think is a good thing. I had one in the airport leaving Arizona. Um, Don't come at me. We were very COVID safe in Arizona. But I had one panic attack there, and then I had another one this morning when I went to go get my hair cut and cut my bangs even shorter. (laughs) Marissa, my good friend and hairdresser, is going to kill me for that, but I keep making her cut my curtain bangs. If you don't know the curtain bangs trend, oh, I hopped on that real quick. I'm not going to lie. They look really cute as I look into the mirror right now, but I had her cut them a little shorter because why not just go to full bangs? Like just get front bangs, right, at this point? I definitely experienced some heart palpitations when I was in the airport. All of a sudden, it was like an hour before I was boarding my flight, and I was like, holy shit, do I have responsibilities now? I have to get health care. No one ever told me that when you go on a website and you put your information in looking for more information on healthcare, that the entire world will call your cell phone within five minutes. I have had my phone call like ringing nonstop with different healthcare companies and agents and this and that trying to tell me the best quote, the best rate. Holy cow. I had to go on the national phone number registry and get my number, uh, put it on the list of do not call. So the do not call registry. I literally had to put my phone number on that so these scam people and these agents and these healthcare places won't call me anymore because nobody told me in college that when this happens, this is going to happen. No one told me that when I turn 26 and I'm furloughed from my full-time job because of the pandemic that I'm going to have to get healthcare and that everyone and their mother is going to try calling me to get me to buy their healthcare. So it's just been a week. I mean, we were, riding, we were riding a really high wave for a little bit, and I think it's slowly starting to crash, kind of, but we feel good. Um, and one of the reasons we feel good is because of what we're talking about on today's episode. It's one of my favorite topics, so I'm just going to jump right in because no more negative Nancy over here. I've already got short bangs. We don't need to make it worse. Um, I'm talking today about whole foods and nutrition and not whole foods the store, So when I reference Whole Foods throughout this episode, I don't want you to be getting in your car driving to Whole Foods Market and only buying things from Whole Foods Market because Whole Foods Market is a ripoff. You can find produce and other things elsewhere for cheaper. Hashtag imperfect produce. Hashtag sponsor me. Um, Anyway, no, I've been giving a lot of presentations I guessed into a lot of coaching programs. I have a lot of friends in the health and wellness industry who have courses and programs that I guessed into. And this is the main presentation I give because this is what everybody wants to know when they're starting out on their health journey. Or if you're very far along in your health journey and you just want to know more about nutrition, just a little background so you guys don't think I'm spewing shit from Google. I do have my nutrition certification from eCornell and my holistic certification from the IAWP, which is the International Association of Wellness Professionals. So I know a little thing or two about what I'm talking about. So if you want to listen and take some notes, great. If you want to turn this podcast off and never listen to a thing I say again, also great. No judgment here. (laughs) Um, But we're going to be talking today about food and what I eat, what I tell my clients to eat, 
because that's the biggest thing when people hear health and wellness and when they see this podcast they and they see you know wellness in the title I think and I would hope that they assume that we're talking about wellness on here and I call the show wellness for the hot mess because I want to give easy and attainable ways to achieve a holistic lifestyle and to live well without feeling like you're breaking the bank or without feeling like you have to change your entire life or you need all the time in the world to dedicate to this lifestyle because you absolutely don't and it's very possible to start making better changes in your life now to make your future a little bit easier. So I like to coach um, my clients on whole foods first because it's good to understand you know, what whole foods are. But in its most basic term, I eat, my diet is consisted of, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I live off of an 80-20 diet. So when I say 80-20, I mean I am eating whole foods 80% of the time and I'm just living my best life the other 20. So whole foods um, are foods that are as close to their natural form or state as possible. So this means no additives, no refined sugars, no processed foods, definitely no ingredients you can't pronounce. You want to think about whole foods as literally coming from the earth, coming from their source, whatever that is, in their most natural state as possible. So fruits, vegetables, you know, you want to find lean proteins, you don't want preservatives and additives added to your stuff, grains, um, all of those good things, those are all considered whole foods. And I don't want this to freak you out right off the bat because a whole foods diet is so big and large that when you hear, oh no, I can only eat foods as close to your natural state as possible, you automatically think fruits and vegetables and then you close off and you limit everything else out there because you know you focus in on just fruits and veggies and you're like, how am I supposed to just eat fruits and vegetables for the rest of my life? Well, good news is there are more things out there to a whole foods diet, so don't panic and don't freak out right away. And after, you know, you learn a little bit more about this topic, I don't want you going to your pantry and completely throwing out everything in there and thinking you have to go to the store tomorrow and fill up your fridge with whole foods, throw out all your snacks, doing that whole crazy thing. Um, so if you're someone who is not used to eating whole foods primarily, um, this is going to be a really big transition for you. And I recommend starting very slowly, which we can get into in a little bit, but just not throwing everything out in your kitchen and going cold turkey and then you know, going to the market tomorrow and coming home with only fruits and vegetables. If you do that, you will, you're destined to fail. And that's where I see a lot of people failing with diets or, you know, sticking with something for a few months and then falling off the wagon. That's kind of why this happens because we go to one extreme right away. So whole foods diet, like I said, consists of foods through natural state as possible. And why do I recommend this? Why do I eat this way? Why do I think this is the best way? Well, first off, I want to start by saying this diet, if you think about it, is really what the cavemen, the cavemen used to use. Like way before our time, way before there was bagged foods like potato chips or snacks, way before there was anything that had preservatives or additives in it, the people survived off of what they could harvest, what they could catch themselves, what they could gather themselves, and all of those things are, are foods that are closest to their natural state as possible. So... It's interesting because if you look at a lot of studies in the health and wellness space and the nutrition space right now, a lot of doctors and a lot of professionals are starting to recommend this diet to people and they compare it to a caveman diet. So we are starting to, you know, integrate this more and more into our life 
we want to be eating the way cavemen ate. And why, you may ask? Not only because it is good for weight loss and because you're filling your body with foods that are giving you energy and fuel and you're not adding extra crap that you can't pronounce into your body, but the reason that doctors are starting to educate young people on this more and the reason why young people are seeking out nutritionists and coaches and really starting to invest in their diet is because the payoff is so worth it. So the number one thing I get as a coach when I start to transition clients to a whole foods diet is they are worried about spending the money, right? Organic food is expensive. There's no lie about that. I recommend buying organic if and where you can. If you can't, that's okay. Um, but that's the number one thing that people, that the number one reason why people don't choose to live this lifestyle already is because of the cost. So yes, it is expensive to eat a whole foods diet. It's expensive to buy, you know, good produce and lean meat that's not pumped with preservatives. And if you want to, you know, have those snacks that are those gluten-free or organic, whatever it may be, snacks that you're choosing, yes, they are a little bit more expensive. But at the end of the day and at the end of it all, the payoff later in life is absolutely huge. So what I mean by that is following a whole foods diet not only improves your health and manages weight right now, but it is so beneficial for preventing things like diseases, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, all of these things that are going to cost you an arm and a leg in the future, you are saving and preventing now. So if you really think about that, if you think about you know your parents or your grandparents and think about the medications that they're on, I know so many people who wish they could have changed their diet when they were younger just to avoid having to be on heart medications or just to avoid you know getting diabetes or being obese. And when that happens, you're now spending all of your money on medications, on monthly doctor visits, sometimes hospital visits if it gets bad, and that stuff is not cheap. Healthcare is not cheap. We know that. We live in America. Welcome to the land of a lot of ripoffs, but we're not going to get into that right now. But it is not cheap to take care of yourself when you're older. Wouldn't it be nice if you had the solution right now in front of you, a very easy, affordable solution? Yes, it's a little bit more expensive to buy these things. But in the long run, you will be saving literally thousands of dollars. Not to mention, you'll be around longer. You'll be able to experience life a little bit more to the fuller. I cannot talk right now because I have heartburn. Oh my gosh. You'll be able to experience your life you know, to the fullest. You will be able to get on your knees and play on the ground with your grandchildren. That's like something I always think about is being really mobile when I'm older and you know, being able to play with my kids and not have pain in my joints because I'm taking care of my body now. You know, and the same thing goes with movement and stretching and all of the good things that come with exercise, but I really wanted to focus on food today because this is such a simple switch and this isn't a fad diet. This isn't something you have to go online and pay, you know, a monthly subscription for. It's a very simple, easy, fun switch. And I say fun because whole foods, you can make every meal you eat out of whole foods and not feel like you have to switch it up like crazy to what you're already eating, but it just takes a little bit more, you know, effort to be creative. And I think it's really good that we live in 2021 because there are so many options out there now, right? There's people who are gluten-free. There are people who are vegetarian or vegan. And a lot of the times restaurants cater to those things now. So 
sorry, I just dropped my water. But when we think about these diets, we get really scared because we're not sure if we can make recipes we'll like, or if we go out to eat, we'll be tempted to eat something that's not, you know, on a whole foods diet. But that's the beauty of the world becoming healthier as a whole and people wanting to take care of their health and wellness now is that, you know, companies and supermarkets and stores and grocery stores and restaurants are forced to now be able to provide for that, those people. So when you go out, I guarantee no matter where you go to a restaurant, you can always find a whole foods option, whether that is, you know, just modifying an entree or getting a few sides that are whole foods, whatever that may be. When you go to the store now, there are so many more options when it comes to produce and grains and, you know, lean protein and all of those good things. It's because we're forced now to cater to those people. When you go online and you type in recipes and you type in whole foods recipes, there are so much more than there was, let's say, five, ten years ago because everybody's starting to eat this way now. And people are realizing the long-term benefits this has and the short-term benefits it has. So I don't, I, I want this to be kind of like a little light for you saying that, wow, this is really easy to do. So maybe I'm going to start to explore it more. So we know about, you know, whole foods diet being food as close to its natural state as possible, foods that give you energy, that make you feel good. So what happens when it comes to snacks? This is like the other big one I get is people come to me and they're like, Kristen, I can eat three very healthy meals for the day. I can eat three meals that consist of whole foods, but what happens for me is when I snack, I fuck it all up, and I snack and snack and snack, and I eat potato chips, and I eat this, and I eat that. Well, here's the deal. The cool thing about what I preach, like I said, I live an 80-20 lifestyle, so 80% of the time, yes, I'm eating whole foods. I'm eating foods that make me feel good and nourish my body, but 20% of the time, I'm literally just being a 26-year-old girl. And I go out to dinner and I like snacks. I'm a huge flaming Hot Cheetos girl. And I'm not going to change that part of me because those are little things that I really do enjoy. I mean, if I have a long day and I'm putting on The Bachelor and I'm kicking my feet up with a glass of wine and a bag of flaming Hot Cheetos, I am the happiest girl in the world. And I'm not going to deny that happiness because I know how good it makes me feel. You know, if you're someone who snacks and you feel like shit after, then I definitely would say that maybe you should reevaluate that. But if there are those things in your life that make you feel good, like, you know, a pint of Ben and Jerry's every now and then, or some candy here and there, do it. Fuck it. Do it. Because we're living 80-20. We have to find balance somewhere. And when it comes to snacks, I am the biggest advocate for swapping, not eliminating. This is just like when you're going to switch up your entire diet. Like I said, you're not going to go out tomorrow and clear your whole pantry and fill it with all whole foods because you're going to look at your fridge and you're going to be starving and you're going to be like, what did I just do to myself? I'm not used to all of these things. I've never cooked with whole foods before or I've never made a full meal out of whole foods. You'll start to drive yourself insane if you don't slowly start to integrate it. And that's the same thing with snacks. Don't go to your cabinet right now and throw every little snack out you have. I would just say start buying less of them when you go out and start to find good swaps. So when I say a swap, I mean you're going to try to find a whole foods or a healthier version and healthier means, you know, less sugar, no refined sugar, no preservatives, finding a good swap for the, your favorite snacks that aren't necessarily the best or that don't necessarily make you feel the best. So a great example I can give you is I am a huge sweets girl huge sweets. I love sitting down at the end of the night after dinner, winding down with sweets. 
whether that's a piece of chocolate or, you know, I'm a huge gummy candy girl, whatever it is. But I do notice that those gummy sour candies that I love really hurt my stomach later on and I can't sleep at night. You know, when I get poor sleep and I wake up and I'm bloated and I'm cranky. But there are things that I really love to do and I really love ending my night with sweets. So my older sister actually found an incredible swap recipe for homemade, it's like, I don't know, gluten-free, refined sugar-free Twix bars. And it is the most simple recipe and it's using essentially all whole foods. I mean, there are some things in there that aren't necessarily whole foods, but they are healthier swaps. And when I eat these Twix bars and they're so easy to make and I put them in the freezer and they're just like the best treat at the end of the night and I don't feel like shit that night or I don't feel like shit the next morning because I'm using all, you know, better swaps. So for me, that's like my sweet swap. I'm not fully eliminating sweets out of my diet because I know if I do that, eventually I'm going to cave and I'm going to binge one night and I'm going to eat everything. You know, I'm going to go puff all of the sweets and I'm not going to be able to stop and control myself. So it's good to really think about swaps, not eliminating. So if you know your guilty pleasure is potato chips or, you know, chips and salsa or anything that comes in a bag, really, that's kind of what our weaknesses are for snacks. But anything that comes in a bag and anything that you can't pronounce the ingredients, if that's kind of like your guilty pleasure, go to the internet, turn to Google because it will help you so much and type in a healthier swap for this. So a healthier swap for potato chips or you know, a healthier swap, like I said, for candy and sugar and ice cream, all of those things. You can make nice cream, it's called. So N-I-C-E, nice cream with just frozen bananas. And I, I know it's not, it's not ice cream. It's definitely not your Ben and Jerry's, but it's pretty dang good. I've put, you know, what, like two or three frozen bananas in the blender before with a little splash of milk and gotten it to that ice cream consistency. Top it with some dark chocolate or, you know, some nuts. You want to throw some nuts in there? And it fulfills that sweet sweet tooth. It's the texture of ice cream. And you don't feel like crap after because essentially you just had some bananas and like a smoothie bowl basically. But this is a really huge hack when it comes to trying to eat better and eat foods that make you feel better is swap, don't eliminate. And that goes for everything in your diet. So if you're looking at something and you know you have to take it out because it's not the best food for you, look for a healthier swap. That's where you can start. And once you start to get used to those swaps, your body's going to start to crave more of these healthier foods and your body's going to start to crave, you know, whole foods. And that's when you'll find yourself not even craving those old snacks or that old junk food that you used to have before. So it's all about, um, you know, creating these habits, which I could go on how to create habits forever. If you haven't checked out, I have, um, this little free mini course. If you, it's not in my bio anymore on my Instagram. I had it in there for a while, but If you're listening to this and you're wondering about this little mini course for habit building and how to sustain habits, DM me, message me, I'll send you the link to it. But I could go on for days about how to build habits that last because we could use all of those tricks to, you know, integrating whole foods into our diet because we get so fearful of that. I'm going to eat really healthy for a month and then I know I'm going to fall off and crash. But there absolutely is a way to avoid that. And I have all of those tools for you to use. So if you're interested in that, just DM me. But I could go into habit forming and, you know, goal forming and sustaining those habits for hours. So we'll go into that another time. But as we start to talk more and more about whole foods, you're probably wondering, so what can I eat then? So it's if it's food as close to your natural state as possible, what I'm thinking of is fruits and veggies. So some other things are 
whole grains instead of refined grains wherever possible. So whole grains, interestingly enough, contain the whole kernel. So they contain the entire kernel of that grain, which is associated with lower risk of heart disease, of diabetes, and several different diseases. So it's actually better to have the whole grain than having, you know, something like white flour or something that doesn't use the whole grain, only half the grain. And the most common whole grains we think of, um, they include, so whole wheat flour, which a lot of people don't even buy white flour anymore. If you're baking with whole wheat flour, I don't even notice the difference. Honestly, I fully swapped flour, flour out of my diet altogether because it's something that really makes me bloated and feel crappy. I use coconut and almond flour. And there's a little bit of a difference for ratio and baking, but that's about it. I mean, everything still tastes really good. I can still make cups or cakes and cupcakes. Um, those Twix bars I was telling you about have coconut uh, flour in them. So whole grains are um, whole wheat flour. You can have oatmeal, which I have almost every morning, especially in the winter time. Brown rice, farro, quinoa, corn, barley, rye, rice bread. So all of those things that are probably already in our diet, we didn't even realize. Now you can just start pulling them out more as like your main source of your grain, you know, and where you're going to fill up on that grain. Like I said, it's plenty of fruits and vegetables. Um, interestingly enough, beans are also part of a whole foods diet. And why we kind of jack up on these fruits, vegetables, and beans is because uh, these are going to be where you get your main source of fiber and vitamins. So when we're growing up, you know, we're told to take our multivitamin as a child, the Flintstone gummies, TBT. I used to pop like six of them in one sitting. They were so good. But it's a good thing as you're growing up because you need to you need supplemental vitamins to help you grow to help you grow strong because as kids we are picky eaters but as an adult you know it's definitely better to have a larger palate and to fill your plate with different colors you know people say eat the rainbow which is so true but we also get so roped into the ponzi scheme of social media ads and advertisements that are advertising these really cute vitamin bottles or these supplements or powders that we should put in our water for collagen. All of these cute little marketing things that yes, they look adorable and we could always use more vitamins. I think it's great if you take a multivitamin. I think it's great if you use them, but they should be used as supplements to your diet. So if you're someone who eats like crap 90% of the time, but you pop a multivitamin in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm good to go. I put... <laughs> Put that one good thing in my body, it's going to cancel out everything else I eat. I don't want you to think that way because in the long run, that's more damaging for your health, which is what why we're transitioning more to whole foods now. Um, but you should be getting majority of your vitamins and your fiber from actual food. So from actual fruits and vegetables and beans. And if you want to continue supplementing your diet with extra vitamins and extra things, that's great. But try to switch your mindset from relying on things like vitamins and supplements to get those things in your body, like fiber and vitamins, because again, that's just going to affect you in the long run, and you're going to feel a lot better when you're getting the actual vitamins from the source of the food. So you really want to jack up your intake of fruits, vegetables, and beans. Um, I love, 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 personally, I make it every single day. I love making a good lunch bowl. And it's really easy and it does involve a little bit of food prep. You could just roast a ton of your favorite vegetables on one baking sheet. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, toss all your veggies in coconut oil, a little salt, pepper. I put what? I put like cauliflower, broccoli, potatoes, uh, tomatoes, 
I cut it up. I put it all on one baking sheet. I throw it in the oven at 400 degrees for like 20 minutes. And then I let those cool down and I put them in Tupperware for the week. And during the week for lunch, it takes me five minutes to throw to together not only a super healthy and whole foods lunch, but something that is so filling, so good, and gives me so much energy. I'll just heat up some quinoa that I made or make some brown rice, throw in like a handful of spinach, and then those vegetables that I cooked. I'll heat them up in the microwave, throw in those vegetables I cook, and then I top it with like a simple dressing. For example, like tahini. If you're not familiar with tahini, it's a very nutty, earthy type of you know, dressing you could put on top, maybe some lemon or lime. I really love Trader Joe's vegan Caesar dressing, which is made with majority of whole foods. Um, so the, the options are endless, but that's just a simple, super easy whole foods lunch. And that's like something that we get when we're out to eat. You know, when you see those like fancy warm bowls at Sweetgreen or, you know, a lot of Mediterranean places do this. We don't realize how easy it is to recreate that at home. But that's a great example of where you can get your majority of vegetables in. Just roast them all up, throw them in a bowl with a tiny bit of your favorite dressing for a little flavor with your grains, a handful of a green, and that's it. That's like a perfect filling, healthy lunch. And then for fruits, you know, you can get a lot of your fruits in the morning in a smoothie. That's the easiest, best way to get them. You don't have to sit down and waste like an hour washing, prepping, cutting your fruit. Go to the store buy frozen fruit, throw it in a blender in the morning with whatever, you know, your favorite protein powder or peanut butter, if you like some extra flavor in there and blend that up into a smoothie. We get so overcomplicated when it comes to our diet and whole foods because we think we have to be buying all of these crazy, you know, powders like spirulina or they say that you should add all these superfoods into your smoothies. And while all of those things are great additives, it's not necessary if you're someone who's just starting to get into the wellness space. If you're putting frozen fruit in a blender, blending it up with some water or almond milk, and that's it, great. You got your fruit intake there. That's a whole foods meal, and you're giving yourself that good natural energy in the morning that you need to not crash throughout the day. And that's your way of getting your fruit intake. So that's perfect. Don't overthink it. You don't have to be buying all these crazy expensive ingredients just to make a good smoothie. Which then brings me to my next topic of when I think of wellness for the hot mess, I am a baller on a budget. I don't have money. I mean, I'm broke as fuck right now trying to find health care for myself. I want to continue eating healthy. And like I said in the beginning of this, a lot of people stray away from eating a whole foods diet because they're concerned about the cost. I want to tell you right now, majority of the meals I make for myself, whether that's lunch, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, a lot of my fruits, vegetables, grains come from frozen food. So Trader Joe's has the best frozen food selections. And why I buy this rather than fresh is because it's a lot cheaper when you buy it frozen. And a lot of people are going to start to hate on me because you're going to think like, ew, I'm not buying my vegetables frozen. That's disgusting. It's probably added with stuff. No, that's false. Frozen fruits and vegetables actually are picked right at their peakness and frozen right away. So you're actually getting a lot fresher ingredients in a frozen bag than you are at the store because those things are picked when they're fresh. They're put on a truck, driven to a store or a warehouse to be shipped out to your supermarket to get sorted at your supermarket that then lands on the shelf and you go to the store and you pick it out. Majority of the time, that fruit or that vegetable has missed its moment of peakness, which means it's missed you know, its most flavorful time or it just goes bad right away when you get home. 
Frozen fruits and vegetables are the MVP because once they're picked at their peak of freshness, they're frozen right away, and keeping them frozen keeps them at that peak of freshness. So that's a little hack for you. When I make dinner, when I make green bowls, my the brown rice I use from Trader Joe's is the frozen brown rice. I use a lot of their cauliflower stir fry. Their cauliflower stir fry is literally cauliflower rice and vegetables. That's it. There's nothing else added. I'm pretty sure it's like 30 calories for a cup because it's just vegetables. I get their stir fry veggies. I get just their frozen veggies like corn, peas, edamame. I make all of my smoothies with their frozen fruit and I save so much money doing this rather than buying fresh. And I'm wasting money when I buy fresh because a lot of the times I can't get around to cooking that food before it goes bad anyway. I, I buy you know fresh lettuce and greens and I'll buy fresh cauliflower and broccoli. But other than that, everything else I buy is frozen. So that's a great hack, a wonderful hack that shows you that living and eating a whole foods diet doesn't have to be, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow goop, everything fresh, organic, amazing, buying it at the store or the farmer's market and, you know, putting it in your cute little sustainable bag and locking it home. Yes, if you have access to that, I'm very jealous and that's great, but you can live this lifestyle as well with frozen foods. You know, and I wish someone told me that when I was right out of college because I didn't realize that and I definitely spent a lot of money on fresh produce that I ended up wasting or going bad. So I 10 out of 10 recommend buying frozen fruits, buying frozen veggies, frozen grains if you have like that microwavable brown rice. All of these things are so simple and you're going to be following a whole foods diet. So it's super easy, very affordable, and it just takes like the stress out of cooking. Uh, because like I said, Trader Joe's has a lot of those, for example, stir fry, cauliflower stir fry, or, you know, the cauliflower gnocchi. Those are all great options if you're someone who can't fully eliminate your diet right away and you're still looking for that comfort food. While we're on the topic of whole foods, what better time than to talk about my favorite sponsor in the entire world, JuiceRx. If you live in the Chicago area, you're familiar with the brand. If not, JuiceRx does ship nationwide, so keep listening for a special discount that they have been so gracious to give the Wellness for the Hot Mess listeners. Why do I love JuiceRx? Well, not to mention that their stuff is so bomb and delicious, but I also love how you can customize pretty much anything on their menu. So I order JuiceRx at least twice a week. I've gone once with ordering it four times in a week, but um, we won't go into that. I like how I can customize the smoothies, the bowls, exactly to how I like it. Sometimes if I'm feeling super anxious, I'll add a little CBD dropper into my smoothie. You know, I'll add some extra almond butter on top of my bowl, whatever I'm feeling that day. And if you don't live in Chicago, you can head to drinkjuicerx.com, order their juices because they ship nationwide. And I'm telling you, these are my favorite, favorite, favorite juices. I like to juice on my own at home. If I don't have access to the ingredients I need that week, or if I'm just feeling straight up lazy, my next go-to is JuiceRx because I trust their juice like the ones I make in my own kitchen. The ingredients are amazing. They're delicious. And I cannot recommend them enough. JuiceRx is so dope. They gave Wellness for the Hot Mess listeners 15% off their entire purchase. All you have to do is go to drinkjuicerx.com and use the code HOTMESS15 for 15% off some delicious, yummy juices. Enjoy. I also recently discovered a pizza I really like. It's an almond flour crust pizza, and every ingredient in it is whole foods except for the cheese. 
So the cheese, um, I think it's mozzarella maybe on it, but everything else I can pronounce the ingredients. The entire pizza is made up of whole foods. So it's the almond flour, which is a little bit, you know, a little, it's not necessarily a whole food because it's not the almond in its most natural form, but it is made up of majority of almonds and then a couple other things that bind the flour together. And then it's topped with cheese and vegetables. And that pizza is absolutely delicious. So there's no extra oils or flavorings or seasonings or preservatives that make it crappy and make it bad for you and you feel gross after. But I'm telling you, there are so many swaps if you just look for it and you get creative. So some other options in a whole foods diet, you're probably wondering, okay, we're talking a lot about fruits and vegetables. What about my protein? So you can absolutely still have protein. For example, you know, lean meats like chicken and salmon, um, which is a fish, not a meat, LOL. But what makes it different when you're cooking it in a whole foods way is you want to cook with healthy full ingredients instead of processed ingredients like added fats or flavorings or preservatives. So you want to avoid adding all that extra junk in and not frying your you know, protein, rather baking it or doing it on the pan. And this is a nice little hack I've learned as well is I recommend cooking with coconut or avocado oil. So the reason I recommend that is because they have a higher smoke point. So when you, you know, put your chicken in olive oil and you put it in the oven, olive oil doesn't reach as high as a smoke point as coconut and avocado oil do safely. So it starts to actually emit toxins into your chicken, which is really crazy to think about. I still use olive oil in my diet. I think it is a very healthy fat, but I will use it just as a dressing for my salads or in a dip or anytime it's staying raw. But when you cook olive oil, it starts to emit emit those toxins once it gets hot enough, whereas coconut and avocado oil have a higher smoke point, so they won't emit that bad stuff into your food. Also, I think cooking with coconut and avocado oil makes the protein a lot more flavorful. I personally love the taste of coconut, um, and I love avocado oil because it gives your protein a nice like fatty taste, and you're not adding extra crap or junk or frying it in oil. You're just cooking it in avocado oil. It has that higher smoke point. Add a little of your favorite seasonings like salt, pepper, paprika is a good one, That whatever herbs you like, um, and that right there is your good lean protein. You're good to go. Uh, you can even try, you know, for example, with fish, I like to cook a lot of salmon, and instead of dousing it in teriyaki, which I used to do, and I would always wonder why I was so bloated because teriyaki has gluten in it. Most of most of the brands do, and it has a lot of added sugar, which we don't realize. A lot of Asian-inspired meals or foods or sauces have a lot of sugar in them, the sweeter sauces. So what I like to do now is just cook my um, salmon with some lemon juice and coconut aminos, which is a good swap for soy sauce. So I'm still getting that like Asian fusion taste but you're cutting the sugar in half, you're cutting the sodium in half, and you're just feeling better after you eat it. So moral of this entire podcast is swapping to a whole foods diet is exactly that. It's a swap. You're not eliminating. Don't listen to this episode and eliminate everything from your diet that you think is bad or that I said wasn't the best for you. Because again, you're just going to binge on it later. Once you restrict yourself so much from it, you want to be flexible. You want to have that 80-20 lifestyle. Think of me. I'm someone who lives by that, and I am a health coach, and I coach people on nutrition and what's good for their body and what gives them energy and makes them feel good and what makes them lose weight. 
which is whether we want to admit it or not, it's something that's always on our minds. Whether you're someone who's super happy with the food you eat and your body or not, it's something that always lingers on our mind. And the question I always get is, well, great. This diet sounds great, Kristen, but will I lose weight on a whole foods diet? The answer is absolutely yes when implemented consistently into your lifestyle. So if you are living that 80-20 lifestyle consistently, you're not just eating whole foods two weeks in a row and then totally ignoring them for two weeks and eating your processed crap and then going back to whole foods, that's not how it works. You really have to focus on consistently adding this into your routine and consistently eating whole foods because, and why you lose weight is because when your meals and your snacks are made with whole foods, it is very, very, very difficult to overeat. So whole foods are packed with nutrients like we were talking about and vitamins, and it takes our body longer to break down this food and use it. So our body kind of has to go through that process of breaking down the food, storing the energy to keep to use for later, and that takes a lot longer to do than processed foods. So processed foods, on the other hand, are you know filled with those refined sugars and that those gross preservatives and those foods are easily and quickly digested by our body which still leaves us hungry so think about it just going in and out of you super quickly that's why you can binge eat on those foods and not feel full because your body is just literally processing them in through the mouth out right away which isn't a good thing i know it kind of sounds like oh the food won't stay with me that's not what that means it will collect the sugars and the fat and it'll store that sugar and the fat in your body, but your body isn't breaking it down and storing that for energy. So it's quickly going through you, tricking your stomach to think that you're still hungry and that you're not full yet. So at the end of the day, you're obviously eating less when you're on a whole foods diet because you're feeling fuller longer. You're able to you know, stop your meals in the middle and actually feel full because your body is full of good dense, nutrient-dense, and vitamin-dense foods, and it's taking its time to break that down. So yes, you will automatically lose weight switching to a whole foods diet just because of that science. And another reason you'll lose weight is because you're going to start to have more energy that you didn't have before, and you're going to have more energy to expend on your workouts. So when you are you know, eating whole foods and you're nourishing yourself with foods that make you feel good and give you energy... Your workouts will be better because you're giving more effort. And if you're not someone who works out every single day, rather you just do like a walk around the block or some light cardio, again, you're going to have more energy to put into these, you know, walks or the light cardio, whatever it is for you, that you will just start to be losing weight because you're moving your body more. You know, your body has the energy now. You feel good. It kind of hits you in the middle of the day where you're like, whoa, I kind of want to get up and move my body, even if it's just stretching. So that right there is another huge win and another payoff from switching to a whole foods diet. Now that we're on the benefits of switching to a whole foods diet, I want to wrap this up by saying there are so many more benefits that come with it. Like I was saying, you have more energy for better movement and exercise. Your sleep will be improved if you're someone who struggles with sleep. A lot of the times it's because maybe you're not eating enough whole foods, so your body is trying to you know, get rid of those toxins or the sugars or the processed foods. And a lot of the times our body does that when we're sleeping. So if you're someone who wakes up throughout the night and you can't fall back asleep, or you fall asleep easy but you can't stay asleep, that very well might have to do with your diet because your body is kind of out of whack at night and it's working in overdrive to try to get rid of to try and get rid of this stuff. 
Um, so that could absolutely be keeping you up. When you switch to a whole foods diet, you will have improved digestion because your body is actually breaking down food, storing it to use for energy and getting rid of what it doesn't need. It's not just going to be refined sugars and junk sitting in your gut. You will have mental clarity. This was a huge thing for me. I am someone who always had a lot of brain fog. I wasn't very present in my life. Um, I was forgetting things left and right. And once I switched to a whole foods diet, this concept is interesting. I would have to look more in the science behind it, but I definitely experienced more mental clarity and less brain fog. Following a whole foods diet costs less in the long run, like we talked about. It minimizes the you know, risk of future medical costs, um, and it helps us to honestly age better. You're aging more gracefully when you're taking care of your body, and think about it now. You can't reverse the damage you did to yourself when you were younger as you get older. So I don't want that to scare you, but I want that to kind of be a wake-up call that if you can start to change your future self and avoid a lot of heartbreak that comes with getting sick or not being able to you know, play with your kids or being in the hospital all the time, if you don't want to be that person, start to make the changes now. Um, you know, eating a whole foods diet takes the focus off of dieting and numbers and becoming obsessed with numbers because yes, I say that it's a whole foods diet because any food we eat is considered our diet. So I'm not saying you have to go on a specific diet where you're restricting your calories or limiting your food intake. Um, but eating a whole foods diet does take your mind off of that obsessive with the numbers type thing because you know that you are nourishing yourself with good foods. It takes the focus off of that because you're feeling fuller, you're not eating as much, um, and you're seeing all of these benefits that come from eating a whole foods diet that sooner or later your brain's going to you know, accept that this is better and it doesn't matter the numbers that are in the vegetables or the numbers that are in the fruits and you're going to stop obsessing over all of those little things. And last but not least, it's just really delicious to eat a whole foods diet. We don't realize it, but it's really good to just eat good real foods. You know, when you go out to dinner and you have like a really good salad or, you know, you guys are going to shit on me for that because no one ever says that, but you know, a really good meal, whether that is like steak and a vegetable or fish and a vegetable, we think that we can't make that at home because we don't have, you know, the ingredients or the time or the energy, whatever it is. When in reality, it is so easy to throw together a very gourmet, good whole foods dinner. And it just tastes so much better than like microwavable processed crap. Whether we want to admit it or not, it does taste better. And it is fun to eat a whole foods diet and experiment with that. So that is my long-winded 45-minute spiel on whole foods. I could go on this topic forever because it's something that really has changed my life. Um, I've noticed so many positives come into my health and wellness, my life since switching to Whole Foods. I've noticed my skin is fully clear. I don't get the pimples that I used to get in college. I don't have that gross acne I used to have in high school. I was on Accutane twice in high school, so you know I had bad skin. I sleep like a baby now. You know, my sleep is so much better. I have more energy throughout the day to work more efficiently you know, to get my work done, to move my body. There are just so many pros that come out of this. Honestly, I think I'm a happier person when I'm nourishing myself with foods, with good whole foods, because I'm just in a better mood and I just feel overall better. So there are so many benefits to treating your body right, as we know, and it is a really simple swap. So I hope you take everything I said today and you really consider it for yourself if you're not someone who does eat primarily whole foods. 
And I want you to remember, like I said, listen to your body. 80-20. If you're craving a burger, if you're craving fried chicken, chicken fingers, if you are craving pizza on a late night because you had a stressful day at work, if you're craving comfort food, eat the damn food. Make the damn comfort food. Eat the chicken fingers, eat the burger, eat the pizza. With this whole foods diet, you have to be living in an 80-20 range at least. You know, 80% of the time you're nourishing your body with whole natural foods. You're nourishing your mind. You're feeling good. And 20% of the time you're living your damn life. You know, be gentle. Your body is absolutely your only home. So you want to treat it right, but you also want to give yourself some slack because we don't want to spiral and, you know, force ourselves on this whole foods diet and be very restrictive about it and not listen to our bodies when it's saying that it really wants a burger because later you're just going to fall off the wagon because you're being too hard on yourself and you're going to crash and binge on whatever that food is that you were restricting yourself from or whatever that food was that you fully eliminated. That's just how the human brain works, right? When we don't get it, we want it even more. So I really recommend finding balance and being okay with that balance. I had a shroom burger in the Phoenix airport from Shake Shack because I was a little bit stressed out. My flight was delayed. We had to board, deboard. You know, my bag was lost. There was just a whole, you know, I turned 26. I was having a panic attack. There was a whole lot of things going on. And my body really said, Kristen, you need some comfort right now. And you need it in the form of a burger. So I walked my ass to the terminal that was 30 minutes away. And I ate Shake Shack. And I felt so much better after. I really did. And it's not something I, you know, I really listen for those signs. So if your body's telling you you want a burger every day, maybe not listen to that. But Really just listen to your body and those signs and you will know when your body's telling you that it really wants something. Listen to that craving, you know, give into it, but just let it be 20% of the time. And then wake up the next morning and get right back to eating the foods, those whole foods that make you feel good and give you energy. So, wow. I always have to like decompress after recording these because I get really tired talking for an hour, (laughs) believe it or not. But I was so excited to talk about a little bit about Whole Foods today. It's my favorite topic. If you have any questions, any concerns, you want to know more about this, more about the foods I eat or foods I recommend or some good swaps I have, please hit me up on Instagram, DM me or email me. Um, my email is in my Instagram. You'll see the little clickable email button. I would love to keep talking about this. This is like my biggest you know, thing I talk about when I'm working with women, when I'm working with men, diet is obviously very important. It's not everything, but it is very important to people. So if you have any questions at all, please let me know. If you learned anything from this episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family. These little simple swaps can help a lot of, you know, damage in the future. So take it from me, take it from someone who suffered with things like chronic anxiety, skin issues, you know, my hair was really thin and falling out. All of the things that I have helped and almost cured fully from switching to a whole foods diet. So let me know what you think and please share with your friends and your family. And while you're at it, please head to iTunes and leave a review, leave some stars, leave a comment, uh, and let's start spreading the wellness for the hot mess love. But I will see you guys next Thursday. Have an amazing week wherever you are in the world. If you are in Texas, I hope things are starting to get better from that winter storm. If you're in the Midwest, I hope you're enjoying this weather. If you're in California, I hate you because you have good weather all the time. If you're on the East Coast, hi, I have a lot of family there. 
we're just saying hi to everyone here. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Have a great weekend. Try not to black out too hard. I definitely will be.